Welcome back, all you Canyon Brats. This is episode number two. That's right, chugging right along down the trail. Speaking of chugging, let's get to the Summit Beer shoutouts. This episode, we have a huge shout-out to the Kales in Texas. They bought us more than a few Summit beers during this live episode that you're about to hear. High fives go out to Vivian, Hudson, Sydney, and Brandon. Thanks, guys. I do talk about it in this episode, but if you want to buy a Summit Beer shout-out for us, Venmo it over along with your Canyon Brat shout to Nick-Irvine8, and we'll get you on the next episode. Do you have a Grand Canyon story to tell? Send us a message and we can maybe get you on the show. That's what we want this crazy little community to be about. You guys, not just us, sharing your love for that big old ditch. Alright, let's go ahead and get into this episode. This is the audio from our live stream that we did on November 6th where we talked about our Zoraster Temple Summit attempt. Grab a beer and let's head down the trail to Episode 2, Zoraster Summit Part 2. down here should look up here <laughs> what's up everybody uh welcome to canyon brats podcast episode <laughs> we had a late edition of uh of chloe bug here and um yeah i'm nick i'm carrie <laughs> that's carrie i'm casey that's casey right on cheers guys cheers. welcome to canyon brats we are going to talk today about Zoraster Temple and the summit attempt, and we've got some stuff to talk about, but we want you guys to be able to ask us questions, and you can do that easily if you're watching this on YouTube. Look down at the bottom, and you can see a little live chat. And so we've got Carrie on the chat patrol over here, ready to uh, ask the questions and tell the questions. Oh man, we have got movement already. Is someone talking about the audio? Can they hear us? Uh, looks like <laughs> Viv and Hud, you can hear us. Nice. All right. Cool. Sweet. So thank you, uh, Viv and Hud. Hey what? Guys. Adventurers? World, kid world travelers. Kid world travelers. Uh, you may be wondering why we have masks on. Um, these are our Zorro masks. Do you guys remember the show Zorro? No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I remember Zorro. <laughs> yeah, you got the good one. You got the nice black one. We have more like masquerade <laughs> masks. <laughs> But they were the cheapest on Amazon, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Cool. All right. Well, let's start off um, with number one. Uh, oh, talk about the live chat. So if you guys are out there watching, there's also a subscribe button. And you can subscribe to Canyon Brat so that you can see all of our videos that come up on the YouTube channel. And if you hit subscribe right now, it should go bling and show your name up there and say you are the newest Canyon Brat. Do you want to be a Canyon Brat? Do you want to be Canyon Brats? Hit that subscribe button. Oh, sorry, Chloe. <laughs> Chloe's already Wow, a Chloe's brat. not comfortable at all. Yeah, she's a big Canyon Brat. Dogs aren't allowed in the Canyon. No. No. On the um, rim. She's had plenty of Grand Canyon adventures. Yeah. All right, what are our adventures that are in our, in our glasses right now? What are we drinking? Casey, what are you drinking? Oh, nice. Good snag. Ah, uh, I got a Pinner. Nice. One of my favorites. Pinner IPA. Yeah. Pinner IPA from... Oscar Blues. Oscar Blues in Colorado. Yeah. Uh, I've got um, Lagunitas 
California Brewery, and I've got Super Cluster Ale, a Citra Dry Hop Mega Ale. <laughs> Great, this should uh, be interesting after uh, after I finish this one <laughs> for sure. What are you drinking? Candy uh, Black. Hazy little thing, IPA, but I'm drinking it out of my Grand Canyon glass. Y'all can't uh, see, but etched on here is every summit I have done. Minus. Minus the last three. <laughs> minus the last three, so we're gonna get them re-etched. So, yeah, I guess only dark beers you'll be able to see. Yeah. <laughs> The summit. Could do a close up. But yeah, so you've only got a couple more months, or a good amount of months, to finish thirty. If you're gonna get thirty by thirty. <laughs> I already am thirty. It's too late. By the end of. By the 30, end of thirty, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we have some work to do. Uh, questions? Anything coming up? Any questions so far? Oh, what are you guys drinking? That's what I want to know. So we're drinking a pinner, a super cluster ale, and a little hazy. What are you guys drinking out there? Oh wait for that. No, just kidding. Your mom already told us who's drinking wine. You mean someone randomly <laughs> named Mary said she's drinking wine. Correct. My mom. Hi, mom. Hi, mom. Hi, Mary. The only time I'll get to say hi, mom, like it won't be I won't win a Super Bowl or anything like that or win a big game, so this is my big game. Hi, mom. <laughs> uh, what kind of wine are you drinking, Mary, uh, from Oklahoma? All right, what's up? I hope that Vivian Hudson aren't drinking that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Viv and Hudson are drinking a Vesper Martini, but hopefully it's their mother that's drinking a Vesper Martini. But hey, Fancy. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say anything. Oh, and Mary also said hi, Carrie and Chloe. Hi, Casey. Hi, Nick. <laughs> I'm last. Straining to hear. Uh oh. Okay, let's see. Let's see if we can get that, pick that audio up. It sounded like there might be an audio issue. So. Uh, see if that fixes it. Let me know if that fixes it. So a Vesper Martini. You guys know Vesper? It was like the uh, the James Bond type of type of martini kind of thing. Not his actual shape. I don't know. Something about James Bond. All right. We're not talking about James Bond here. We're talking about Canyon Brats. We're mm -hmm. talking about our summit. Cool. So uh, one more thing I want to bring up. We're talking about beers. You guys are drinking beers. What we'd like to do is have you guys um, get shout outs in our podcast, not just the live feed ones, but the other ones that we're gonna do. And so in order to get a shout out, uh, you are going to donate uh, a dollar towards our summit beers, in a sense. And so that'll also keep the, the podcast costs going and all that stuff, but buy a summit beer if you want to and give a shout out. And to do that at the end of the podcast, I'll have the Venmo down there. Um, is it just a plug to try to get some money for some beer? Yeah, absolutely. But we'll take we beers to the summit. Yeah. Test <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so summit beers, uh, Venmo, uh, Nick Irvin eight, and uh, a dollar will get you a shout out in a podcast, and it's just kind of a fun way. Or shout out of anything you want us to say. Well, <laughs> almost anything you want us to say. All right, are we done with these masks? Uh, I guess. <laughs> I'm, Let's see one's... if you have red around your eyes. Ah, uh, oh, Casey, you can keep yours on. Um, yeah, Casey's right. cool. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know, you don't have to. <laughs> All right. Uh, better audio now. Excellent. Did it. Um, all right. What are we drinking? What are you drinking? Some of your shout outs. Um, yeah, let's get into the to the canyon. Yep. So I want to talk just a little bit. We, we had... Sorry, Chloe. <laughs> Excuse me. She's like kicking me off the couch. You want to host? Huh? She'd be a great <laughs> podcast host. Oh, you can just see your head. <laughs> uh, I want to talk about the first one, the first attempt. Okay. Just a little bit. 
Um, so what about the first attempt? Um, we tried to uh, summit Zorro back in March, uh, just me and Nick, and we made it about halfway up the technical climb um, and just kind of were running out of daylight and had some cramping issues and <laughs> dehydration <laughs> issues. I had some dehydration cramping um, issues. So we decided to uh, be on the safe side and call it a day. And um, yeah, it was a bummer not making it up, but we made the right decision, which was confirmed by our most recent trip. <laughs> I am very glad we called it quits yeah. when we did because little did we know what was still ahead. It just got worse. Yeah. So I'm glad we didn't bivy <laughs> up on that um, <laughs> on that ledge like I wanted to. Yeah. So. And you can hear all about the first attempt, uh, a lot about the first attempt in episode number one of Canyon Brats, which is at canyonbrats.podbean.com. Should be on iTunes. Hopefully they'll approve us pretty soon. Excuse me, carbonated beverages. But you can hear about that. So yeah, so our first attempt was, excuse me, a failed attempt, you could say. Yeah. Womp, womp. <laughs> Here's a, hit the button. Womp, womp, womp. But it was a recon, you know, it showed us uh, the route and gave us an idea of, of what we were up against because the technical part of the climb, or of, of Zoraster, is not, that's not it. Like, that, it's the approach and, and the descent that's a big part of it, too. So, so we came back, tails tucked, um, but not defeated in the sense that we weren't going to try it again. When we were up on that ledge um, where we decided to bail and go back down, Nick promised me that we would go back and get it. And I think he said in the fall. So, kept your promise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that... Um, oops, sorry. It was like all flipping around. It's good now. Yeah, that promise to do it in the fall was very scary the closer fall came because there was... Uh, I'm just gonna say excuses <laughs> like sickness not climbing all that that made a fall ascent at one point i was like we can't do it in the fall we're not ready we're in worse shape than we were when we tried it the first we time we both were time out really quick i want to say hi to owen elijah and Addie. hey hey guys can't wait to see you on thanksgiving all right nice back I, to it i know owen yeah i follow him well i don't follow him I follow the cat, right? Sweetie the party cat. I follow Everyone Sweetie go follow the party cat. Yeah. Sweetie the party cat yep. on Instagram. It's hilarious. Everyone who's Good watching this live or everyone who's watching this later, yep, follow Sweetie the party, the party the cat. Party cat. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Hi, everybody. Um, um, no, but thanks for, for joining. real, we were in worse shape this time around. Um, I turned 30 and... <laughs> <laughs> it's been awful. Oh, <laughs> <poor> you. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> I'm tired all the time. I hurt my shoulder. <laughs> mm. It's been rough. <laughs> that was one part of it was hurting the shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. in order to get ready for Zorro, because <laughs> at one point we thought we were going to do the crack climbing part of it, the 11. So let's let's back up. So for those of you that don't climb, um, climbs are rated. So um, the route we climbed is a five nine. The one we were thinking about is a five eleven. So obviously much harder. Um, two numbers harder. Two whole numbers. <laughs> Big difference. It In is actually. In the canyon, it's a huge difference. So yeah. It's, it's, I tried to learn how to crack climb, and it didn't go well, and I hurt myself. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, we put her. Well, that was kind of me and Casey. Well, I'm throwing you under the bus too, but it was kind of my fault. We put her on uh, in a crack area. <laughs> we put her in a crack area and drove off. <laughs> Get the crack. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, in a crack climbing area that is like the test piece, like one of the harder areas um, around. And yeah, hurt your shoulder. So it's my own fault. Everyone knows how stubborn I am. So what we <laughs> so what we needed, what we had to have in order to do this, was a secret weapon, and that secret weapon was <laughs> this three guy people. right I don't here. Know how three good people. The audio is, but Chloe started snoring like right before <laughs> yeah. I said. I feel like I'm Chloe wasn't the secret weapon. No, Chloe was not a secret weapon. Casey was a secret weapon. Woo! Yeah, so we already knew that. I think we, I mean, we already knew before the first attempt. Like, we asked Casey, we wanted to, to do this with him um, that time, but then really put the pressure on the second time. And so what were you thinking? Or have you had Zorro on your, on your list before this? Or had you been looking at Zorro at all? I think... Come? It's always been kind of a dream climb, just something that looks so amazing, but I don't hike in the Grand Canyon, in Grand Canyon, very often. Um, this was the second time I've ever been down to the river, um, and so because of that, it just seemed like one of those things where I was like, yeah, yeah, someday after I hike more. So, <laughs> Did you hike more? To prepare? Yeah. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> No, I've been riding a bicycle a lot, and mm -hmm. that's about it. So, not a lot of Well, hiking. no, and you've been climbing a lot, too. Well, you always have been. Yeah. So, it's been on your list. You knew what it was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then, when we asked you, what were your thoughts immediately? Um, I've, I mean, I, I really wanted to do it. I just, to me, the 32 miles of carrying a heavy backpack all the way out there, and the approach were more intimidating than the climb itself. The climb seemed reasonable. It was more of getting there and uh, more importantly, getting home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the thing about climbing is you get to the top of a climb, like at, let's say a multi-pitch, and you're like, yeah, but that seriously is half the battle. And we'll talk about that. That's like half the battle. There's still half more. So uh, I'm getting kicked left and right by Chloe. She's really comfortable. On <laughs> I know. I know. All right. I won't kick her off. <laughs> Uh, were there any hesitations? Well, you kind of talked about that, I guess. But Yeah, no no others. Just whether or not I could get home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> home is nice. Yeah, so honestly, I think our whole trip was like kind of hinting on Casey. No pressure. Oh, it was. <laughs> but I didn't even... Um, not kind of. <laughs> ...like finalize my time off work or like any plans until maybe like two or three days before. Um, I didn't put Casey on the permit until like Wednesday, yeah. <laughs> Tuesday or Wednesday before the trip. Um, I don't know if Sarah's watching, but someone warned me that maybe he would back out. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> but he didn't. Last it yeah. Was last yeah, which is fine. I'm good at the last minute, but no. it all came together. So we snagged our, our secret weapon, grabbed Casey, and decided to, yeah, to go for it. And decided to go for the 5.9, the, the one that me and Carrie had gotten kicked off of uh, the first time. So... Um, yeah, so let's, are there any questions oh. going on? Questions, questions about, questions about Casey. Are there any questions about this guy right here? Bring him up. <laughs> oh, no. Questions about Casey. <laughs> Specific. 
What's that? N- no questions, but I like the conversation going on. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the Venmo, uh, Venmo <laughs> suggestion and that guy that got like $2 million for a charity. Um, this one's not going, just so you guys know, if you Venmo us, it's not going towards charity. It will go towards beer. If you want to <laughs> donate to a charity, check out hotfood.org slash donate. Uh, <laughs> donate to the Flagstaff Family Food Center. There you go. That's basically her job, <laughs> to get money from people. <laughs> yeah, and she's good at it, too. Um, so, yeah, yeah, go to uh, hotfood.org <laughs> and donate to little kids in northern Arizona that need food. Mm-hmm. And adults. Mm-hmm. So, Venmo money for beer. Yes, yeah, so we got our secret weapon. Mm-hmm. What's next? Let's jump into it. Um... So day one, arrived at Canyon, and yeah. Day one. What? Oh, sorry. I'm just looking uh, at our at our outline here. This is our first time doing this, so I have an outline. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I wrote parking lot packs. Mm. So day one. Day one. Oh was, gosh, uh, if we want to talk about packs. So the last time we did Zorro, um, Nick and I weighed our packs the night before, um, and mine was heavier. Which, if you listen to our last episode you would have heard and I think it was because of that podcast that Nick decided that like he had to uh put me to shame on this trip and his pack was probably 20 pounds heavier than mine this weekend I think so 20 uh, over 10 pounds heavier um last time around I think both of our packs were about 50 pounds or close to 50 pounds this time his was 55 to 60 pounds I think I think it hit 60 for sure. At least... With water. At the water down at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Casey's was right there yeah. with me. Yeah. He had a smaller pack, yet was like heavier for some reason. That rope must have really kind of been the heavy part. I don't know. Yours was yours was definitely the heaviest on the way out. That I could barely pick Nick's up, yeah. honestly. Yeah. And I like lift, so... <laughs> <laughs> Do you even lift, bro? It's kind of funny. Or not funny, but uh, look at Viv and Hud. Viv and Hud ask, oh, uh, how did you pack for this? Oh, mm-hmm. good question. Yeah, so there are actually, this is not just a normal trip, right? There are multiple parts to this trip. I'm just going to give a big blanket apology for burping with beer. I just, that's what I'm going to do. So, sorry. So, <laughs> there are multiple parts to this trip, all right? What up? There's, there's not only the climbing, so you have to pack for, for technical rock climbing, but you also are, we're doing, what, two, two nights, of, two overnights. We have to camp, and what's making it even tougher is it's a dry camp. Yeah, dry camp meaning there's not a water source at camp, so we had to bring all of our water up with us um, for two nights. So that's making two dinners, two breakfasts, uh, two days of coffee, and then supplying all of our water on the day of the summit attempt. Um, And it was cold this time of year. Um, So, like, we actually had to bring sleeping bags, and, well, I always do, but, um, and jackets and all that that good stuff. Yeah, the first attempt last spring, I didn't drink, I didn't drink, I didn't bring a sleeping bag. You didn't drink water. I didn't drink water either. I never drink water. Water? Water? It's not this. There's water in that. Um, yeah, so packing for this, you have to think about everything you need for those three days. So sleeping bag, a tent, food, water, um, 
first aid kits, uh, trekking poles, sunscreen. Help me out, guys. A day pack Phone. for the climb. Yeah. Sleeping pad, pillow. That's actually a good point. Rewind back to the to the day pack. Uh, you have this giant backpack, right, that you're taking down into the canyon and across the river over to the camp. But then you don't want to take that giant backpack up to the climb, even though we ended up taking yours. Yeah. yeah. So you need to pack an, another little backpack inside your big backpack uh, to to go on your your kind of your your day hike, if you will. Um, so what else did we need? In I there? think that covers it. I think it was things to sleep with, food, water, warmth, and climbing gear. Yeah. It's pretty much just the basics. And slippers. <laughs> yeah, and slippers. Always the slippers. I was jealous. I mean, I was you walking around slippers. there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she yeah. always... I always have slippers. They're like the little... They're like <laughs> sleeping bags. No. <laughs> they're great. Yeah. They're you slippers this whole time? <laughs> <laughs> You've had two slippers this whole time? <laughs> yeah, so you pack for that. And then also, um, the technical gear. So should I go grab the technical gear? Sure. To show. Yeah. So for you guys that don't know what the climbing gear looks like or weighs, talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> oh, that's Chloe. I feel like I'm leaning forward because I don't want, it's not going to sit on her. So not only do you need all your camping gear, you need all of this as well. Look at this big one. Yeah. We got a number four there, and this is not light. Mm -mm. And well, this is small compared to like a lot of other climbs, and we'll talk, we can talk about that in a little bit. But this rack, this is uh, if you are climbers out there, this is a full rack, single rack, a uh, single rack from point, point one, to, point one. To four. We have a point one in there. Yeah. Point Parallel one. C3. 1C3, a point one two to a number 4, a plus two link cams. So it's actually more than a single rack. Um, slings, which I ended up not having enough for my pitch, so I got real creative with my nuts. Uh, <laughs> Daddy, so, take a good look at this. If you become a rock climber, you're going to need to know what all this stuff is. Maybe, or yeah, at the, at the bet, at most at this. At least that one. Yeah. Because you might get into what's called trad climbing. Um, and if you do, with these cans you're right awesome. here. Yeah. It's yeah. Hard. Hard <laughs> okay, speaking of hard, holding this up is really heavy. So, so those are the packs. Um, so, we started out um, with very heavy packs down South Kaibab, um, which is one of the main corridor trails in the Grand Canyon. And, uh, oh, somewhere on this lovely map. Thank you, Rory. Um, that map's for leaving awesome. us behind. Um, <laughs> uh, and our first day was, I mean, pretty chill. We had a very late start intentionally because um, we just had about 10 miles to hike to get to base camp. Um, and most of it was downhill, thank goodness. Uh, the two and a half miles that were uphill were a little rough, um, especially for Nick, who had like a 60-pound pack um, with all the water. And that was it. We got to, um, oh, you know what? The one thing... Um, we should talk about on the way down, we ran into two hikers who said there was another pair um, who were going to be climbing Zoroaster the next day as well. And I was so bummed 
I was upset for like an hour. <laughs> um, I just didn't want to share the summit with anyone. Um, that really, was really it. Logistically, I didn't really care. Casey was like, oh, it'll be fine. Like, they're probably doing the other route. We won't run into each other. Well, it can really slow you down, too, if there's yeah. another party ahead of you mm -hmm. that's climbing or behind you and you have to share belay ledges. So we were all a little worried. Yeah. I was trying to keep spirits high. But <laughs> yeah, the good Casey's news was super positive. I was not. When we got to camp, we were there and we said hi to them and they all knew Carrie. Yeah, and out. so I was relieved that it was um, a couple of guys who were really cool, and I was like, all right, if we have to share the summit with anyone, at least they're nice. Um, but they didn't end up doing the climb anyway. Uh, one of the guys was having a lot of knee pain and didn't go, so we had it to ourselves. Um, I don't know, maybe it would have been better to have some <laughs> other people up there for help, but <laughs> we did it on our own. Yeah. And had it all to ourselves for the... Three minutes that we were on top yeah. of something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we got to camp probably at 6 o'clock. Yeah, sunset. like right before sunset. Or Ate at sunset. Food, went to bed. That was about it. Pretty, mm -hmm. pretty easy night. Yeah, I'd like to show them uh, what, what that looked like, what the sunset looked like. Oh, yeah. So go ahead and keep talking. Uh, Sorry. Most <laughs> interesting part of the night. Well, we didn't experience it, but Casey had a bunch of visitors throughout the night. Oh, yeah. There was lots of big animals walking around. I didn't sleep well at all. Actually, the night before hiking down, I only slept about three hours, too. So Really? The night before hiking down, three hours. And then when we got to camp, I probably slept three or four hours because I was listening to big animals, and I heard a bunch of rock fall in the canyon, which kind of kept me up, and my nerves were already going because of the climb. So um, lack of sleep. That's crazy. I didn't realize that you got that little sleep. Um, we definitely didn't get a lot of sleep after the No, then, crazy. yeah, you got, like, only, like, three hours and, like, 72 hours <laughs> straight. Because, yeah, the second night, we'll talk about that, but we didn't, it took us a while. So, <clears throat> I thought I uploaded a picture, I didn't, but um, imagine a beautiful sun uh, sunset on Zoraster. Uh, you can see pictures on our, actually, you see the picture on our, <clears throat> if you go to our Instagram, which is Canyon underscore Bratz. So go to Instagram, uh, like or follow or what do you call it on Instagram? Follow. Follow. Come on. Follow. I'm sorry. I don't know. He knows. Follow. That's yeah. Follow us on Instagram, Canyon Bratz. Um, and so yeah, we. I wanted to. I did want to show the approach. You guys want to see the approach? The approach. This was day two. Yeah. So we. Um, well, I was going to show. Yes, day two. That's right. Um. What's up? No, go for, go for it. it. No, no. Go for it. All right. So I think you guys can see this right here on the live feed. Let us know if you can see this picture. Yeah, let us know if you can see the picture. Um, Write meow. So this approach, <laughs> um, the line in yellow, all of this is the non-technical part of the climb. So this is all hiking. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> hiking and scrambling. Um, no ropes or gear required, and if you can see that pointy peak on the right. Nice, they see it. That's Zoraster. That's what we climbed. This right here. Yeah. Uh, the big one on the left is Brahma, so they share a saddle. So the hike up, the approach is the same for Brahma and Zoraster. Um, so this is my third time doing this approach. I had done Brahma. Easiest thing in the world compared to Zoraster. <laughs> <laughs> but yet um, not easy. No, not, not that easy. Um, 
But yeah, same approach. It's all scrambling. For the most part, really, really fun in the daylight. <laughs> it was really nice that you guys had already done this approach too because you knew exactly where to go. There was no trying to figure anything out. And we made really good time. Um, yeah. I think for context, to get from the word Sumner Wash to Notch in Redwall, that's yep. about an hour. This took mm -hmm. us an hour just to get to right here, to the base. And that's just a right? hike, the and base? it's just yeah. steep, yeah. and that's about it. Um, the entire approach from Sumner Wash to the base took, oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> no. Go for it. No, no, no. Sorry, you were going to say the whole thing. Yes. The whole thing was about three hours, and like Casey said, I don't think we could have gone any faster. Um, the good thing is uh, there are a couple parts that like you feel like this can't be the way because it's really sketchy um, But we knew ahead of time that it was the way and it just was really <laughs> sketchy <laughs> yeah. So that shaved off a lot of time like not looking around for a better route just knowing that there wasn't a better route Yeah, so Sumner Wash is this giant wash and this picture is across the river from from where we were so this is really far away. I mean, a person would be smaller than the size of the dot right there on the eye. So we camped in Sumner Wash down here. Like, like Casey said, this took an hour to get to the base. If you look at this, this is called the Red Wall. And this is Red Wall Limestone. So here's a little geology lesson for you. The Red Wall Limestone goes around Grand Canyon and is like a gate. It's like a fortress keeping people from going any higher or dropping any lower for most of it. But right here, there was a big erosional kind of feature. It's called a break. We call them breaks in the red wall. And either like an earthquake or some kind of like rock fall happened to cause there to be this little notch, this little break. And we were able to scramble our way up do -do 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 -do, and get to the top there. Now, after that, we still had two supai layers, this word supai, which is kind of cool, to, to, get a, to get over. And we actually did not take this yellow line. We went around the backside because me and Carrie found that last time. And then came over, and then this section right here is another little section where we went around the left side and, and really just took our packs off and handed it up, did a lot of teamwork to get up past this supai layer. And then we had to traverse, you can't see, behind here. And our climb started right about here. So I just, Casey actually brought this up that we, he, he found this photo. And I think it really tells a, a good story of how much effort it was just to get to the base of the climb. I mean, you're, this is, this is how many hours did you say we did this Three. in? Three, and that's insane. Like, we're kind of rock stars for doing that. Yeah, it took, I think it took us four hours the last time we tried, um, close yeah. to four, yeah. Yeah, so hopefully that gives you an idea of the approach. A lot of people will say on either mountain project or trip reports that the crux or the hardest part of this climb is the approach. Um, I'm not in agreement. Yeah, I'm not, I don't agree with that. I will do that approach all day long. Yeah, well, yeah, all day long. Well, no, no only three hours. It, in the light, it's fun. Scrambling's fun. Yeah. The rest of the day wasn't fun. <laughs> All right, so let's should we get, get to that? Yeah, let's, let's get, get into the, the rest of the day. the not fun part of the day. <laughs> that's, uh, that's my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <laughs> still have PTSD from it. <laughs> so, we, so, we, so we get to the base of the climb. 
and immediately something is, is different. Something's off. And actually, I didn't see it right off the bat. Casey actually mentioned something. You've never been up there. But you right. said something. Yeah, just, it looks like there's a lot of new fresh rocks on the ground. <laughs> yeah, he's like, was this rock fall here when you guys were here before? And you were the first, I think you were the first one up, or maybe? No, I think Casey was. Yeah, I think Casey was. So I'm still kind of going up, and I'm like, oh, what do you mean? And I look around, and whoa, yeah. Last time we were up there, looked way different than it did this time. We got up there, and there something had fallen off of the cliff. Not to scare anybody. I mean, not something. <laughs> like, a whole chunk of the wall. I mean, not like a little rock this big. Like, hundreds of rocks this big yeah. and this big and this big. Yeah. Multiple I mean, the tires. spot that I was belaying you on the first pitch was gone. Yeah. 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 Like, part of the climb, part of the first pitch, and a pitch is a, a rope length, was gone. Just a little. And then all of yeah. those giant, yeah, like cars, small car size to like refrigerator size blocks were new and like really kind of wobbly. And, and we may have been one of, if not the first group to be there after this rock fall. Okay. We're still looking into that. If I uh, forget the name of the, there's a girl that's doing re that was doing research and it's going to wow go hikes. back in this wow hikes. Something like that. Yeah, that's, yeah, they're, yeah. If you're out there doing that research on the history, here's a new little part of it, possibly. Um, but they're going to go I at have it. my people investigating it. Oh. <laughs> they're on it. She's on it. Yeah, Chloe's on it. No, Chloe's not on anything. She's, she's out. Um, yeah, so we get to the base. There'd been rock fall. I don't know about you guys, but that kind of messed me up in my head a little bit. I was, I was like looking up and seeing and, and there had already been rock fall that took part of this climb off yeah we're just doing nothing but scaring scaring mothers right now <laughs> i think it scared us we got there at 9 a.m and we didn't actually start climbing till 10 so everyone kind of took a little time looked at the rock fall sat in the sun yeah i was gonna say i wasn't oh. scared i was just trying to warm up in the sun <laughs> the last sun i would get for the next, took the next a little day time to put our climbing gear on. yeah mm-hmm so probably, we, what, oh. we started climbing at 10? 10. Like 10, I remember Casey saying like, it's 10.02, come on, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so basically yeah. 10 o'clock on the dot, a few minutes late. Yeah. So we're all scared but not talking about it. And um, we went on our little bathroom breaks, or at least me and Casey did, <laughs> because it, it kind of scared us a little bit. <laughs> so we had to go on our bathroom breaks. Number I yeah, number three. I didn't know that. Number three, oh gosh, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> it was bad. I don't need to know any of this. <laughs> Sorry. All right, we were ready to go. All right, we had this. Let me show you. I'll show you guys what we had in front of us. We had, not this. <laughs> Saw this before. This is the route right here. And so, well, this is not the route because this is actually a little bit, this, this right here, this bush, this tree, gone. Yeah. Not there anymore. Oh, yeah. This section of rock, this bit of rock, right, all the way up, yep, all the way up in here, gone. Right? So we had, <laughs> Casey, all this filled in with giant rocks right here. Crazy. Crazy. 
rocks and like dust and just tiny loose bits of rock. I mean, yeah. getting up onto the first pitch was hard. Yeah. That was the that should have been the easiest. Well, it was the easiest part of the climb still, but um, it was harder than when we did it before because I, you couldn't put your hands or feet on anything because it was covered in loose rocks. I think now the ground is like all the way up here. <laughs> Yeah. I think the ground is up here. My snack break spot was totally different. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, your oh, snack break spot. That's that's what you always remember it as. <laughs> oh, you responded. Yeah, cool. Uh, so, Casey starts the climb, the lead, and we had decided at one point, this is the first pitch. You have to get past this roof, this cool little roof move, and then you have to go... And then there's a big ledge right here. But we decided, well, Casey decided it'd be best because he went up there to keep going all the way up to here. So do two climbs in one big climb. That ended up, that was great because that saved us a lot of time to do that. But look at this. This is 600 feet of climbing right here. Bouge, bouge, bouge. So huge amount of climbing all the way up to here, traverse across, and then get up to the summit. So I just want to show you guys this, this cool little uh, part right here. It looks here. so tiny in that picture. looks so tiny. Yeah, it's not <laughs> tiny at all. <laughs> um, so what do you guys feel about the actual technical climbing part of it? Well, okay, that was obviously like a terrible led, question. What, so we ended up doing it in five pitches, um, combining the first two. And uh, so Casey led the first long one, um, the second one, which is said to be the crux or like the hardest part of the whole climb, uh, debatable. So he led that one as well. And then Nick led the next one and Casey led the final two. So y'all did all the leading. What did you think? I thought it was, I thought the first three pitches were pretty straightforward. Um, the third one get, gets built up a lot when you read about the climb online. People say it's really difficult and it's the crux and it's scary. Um, and I had led the first two as one pitch and then brought Nick up. And the ledge where I was wasn't very good. Mm -hmm. So we decided that he'd stay on the ground and continue to eat snacks. And, and Nick would lay <laughs> me up to this really nice ledge, which wasn't yeah. very much further. It was maybe 40 or 50 more feet. Um, and Nick really wanted to do the fourth pitch. So, because that, that was, was the one I, I got denied on. Yeah, a little revenge. revenge. Revenge from the last climbing trip. Um, so I led up to this nice ledge, and those three pitches I thought were really straightforward and fun. The third pitch wasn't as bad as it was described online. I found some good protection. I didn't feel unsafe. Um, the moves were hard, and the rock was terrible, but <laughs> once yep. we all got to the ledge, it was like noon. Everyone was happy. Yep. Um, it was a pretty good three pitches. Then and then Nick took a turn. That's <laughs> well, and the thing that was four. crazy about that next pitch that Nick led, um, when we tried Zorro in the spring, I don't know why, I don't know if it was something we read online, but I had in my head that the third pitch, um, the second one that Casey led, was the hardest. And then from there, it eased up. So I was expecting this next pitch to be super easy. Um, especially for me, I was following, which means that like I'm on a rope the entire time, like nothing that bad is gonna happen to me. And it was, <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> yeah, Nick um, took off on the climb and Carrie and I were on the ledge 
And it was quite a while. Nick led for quite a while. Um, and we didn't know what he was up against. We didn't know what the climb was like. So mm-hmm. what happened? To, what was pitch four like for you, Nick? Yeah. Uh, so it started off, I was very excited to, to, to go at it again, to get revenge. I'd gone up. I, I thought I had done like half of the pitch the first attempt. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. No, there was still a lot more. I had only touched, scratched the surface of the of the fourth pitch. So I attacked it thinking like this is gonna be great. This I'm gonna I'm gonna go up, do this climb, I'm gonna be like, you know, revenge is mine, I'm not gonna cramp up. because uh, Casey had done the first section. Uh, great, we were making great time. So I start up, everything looks familiar, boom boom. I even got to the spot where I remember where I had to bail. Kept going and then and then it just kind of kept going and kept getting a lot, lot, a lot harder to protect as I went up and up because chimneys are the, I mean, it's just like a chimney you would think of, like Santa Claus, like going in a chimney. You're like pushing against one wall and you're back against the other. And then there's like spots for protection every once in a while. But anyway, it just kept going. And <laughs> I kept yelling down, am I at half the rope yet? Because I wanted to know because we only took we took one set of cams, a full a full set with a basically kind of like a full set of slings. And so in my mind I'm thinking I, I wanna know how much more I have to go about. And so I kept yelling, Am I am I halfway? Casey's like, Nope. <laughs> Yell again, Am I halfway? Nope. <laughs> and so I'm getting higher and higher. And then I get to the spot that you can make a decision. You're either going to go out exposed over probably 300 plus feet of ground, or really it feels like more because you're looking all the way down this wash, out on the space, or you can stay nice and cozy, not nice and cozy, kind of in this, no, in this <laughs> wide chimney. Anyway, I'm talking some technical stuff, but once I got to that spot, I kind of stopped. <laughs> physically and mentally and I kind of just sat there and I kept looking and I looked around the corner and I looked in the chimney and I looked around the corner and I looked in the chimney I couldn't decide what to do and I'd go for a little bit of the move and come back down and go for a little bit and you said you you felt me just stop and you're wondering what was going on and you know it happens in climbing and I ended up, I'm saying, I'm going to go up this chimney and I'm just going to do it. You know, I'm just going to put a piece in and trust my skills. You know, sometimes you just got to do that. You got to say, I know I've been in this situation before and I can do it. So I actually made a mistake and put a piece of gear here. So my rope went this way and it went straight this way and then up, which caused a lot of friction, a lot of rope drag (laughs) for those who are listening to this now or afterwards climbers. Like I created a stupid amount of rope drag. And I ran out of slings. <laughs> well, I had like I think I had one sling after that point. I bang on this block. It's like hollow, making this weird noise. I go and I start making the moves, and I get I get just nervous, and I'm going and I'm squeezing. I'm gaining inch by inch by inch, and I want to tell this story. I started hearing a noise, and I didn't know what it was. I thought it was like an, a helicopter or something, or an airplane going above. Or something was going on. I was like, what's that? Doom, 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 doom sound. I'm like, what is that? 
And I figured out it's, I could hear my heart while I was in the gym. <laughs> yeah, no, that sounds weird. <laughs> but I started like just kind of, I don't know. Anyway, did the moves. It was crazy. It was wild. I got up on what's called the horn. You're on this flat face of rock and there's a horn sticking out and you sit on it and you kind of straddle it and that's where you stop and pull the rest of the people up and hook into the anchor. And that was a wild spot. Mm -hmm. That was a cool spot. So The yeah. thing about this pitch that's weird is, I mean, from the very first move, um, you went into like a chimney state or uh, a chimney um, that Casey and I like could not see the entire climb. We were just hanging out on this ledge. We couldn't see you. We could barely hear you. Um, so we weren't able to, um, you know, give advice like, oh, like go to the right. Here's a good hold. Um, and we had no idea how awful it was sitting down on that ledge. We just kind of, I, I don't even know what we were thinking. Like, oh, it's taking a while, but, um, <laughs> I need a Snickers. I'm just like reliving this right now. Yeah. yeah. It's stressful. Um, yeah. And then you can talk about your experience following, but for me, um, when I went up, I thought that this was like an easier pitch. So when I started up the chimney and was like really, really struggling on top rope, I thought that you guys like more or less cruised it. Um, and I was like, gosh, I'm going to be the reason we don't get to the top of the summit. Like this is awful and I can't do it. And I had the backpack on. So chimneying with a backpack is like pretty difficult because you're ideally it's like your back's against one side of the wall and your feet are on the other side um my backpack like was totally torn up which is fine but i just couldn't fit in a lot of the spots so i had to like find a different way up and it was awful yeah. <laughs> um and again like you guys couldn't hear me when i was climbing just like we couldn't hear nick so there were times where i was like Nick, I don't know what to do. <laughs> what did you do at this spot? And no response, you know? No, we can hear you. We just oh. don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, great to know. At one, one point, I was just like, fuck this. <laughs> Sorry, kiddos. <laughs> um, no, but it was awful. And again, like, I thought you guys were just, like, cruising up and that I was the weak link who couldn't do it. So I was so relieved when I got to the top of that pitch and realized that you guys hated it, too. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely the hard one. Absolutely. I got, I got up to the top with Nick, sat on the horn. You had to kind of sit in a row like you're sitting on a horse. So I sat behind Nick. Nick sat on the horn in front of me. And then Carrie got up and sat in front of Nick, so we were all in a row on this horn, like a, like on a horse. Mm -hmm. but when I got up to Nick, I said something that was a bad word, and he just agreed with me. <laughs> and then we both just kind of had this moment of hopefully Carrie does a good job on it. And you got up it really quickly, but you weren't happy when you got <laughs> to the top. So that was, I mean, the good news was we got it done pretty quick, um, got to sit on the horn there just wasn't a lot of happiness. I think sitting on the horn, looking out, you're faced towards the canyon, so you're just looking at oblivion, and it kind of hits you where you are, and it's your last opportunity to go back to the ground. Because once you start the traverse, um, which Nick's gonna show a picture of, once you cross this traverse, you move away from where you're safe to go start rappelling back to the ground. Yep. So we had a little conversation as a group. We mm -hmm. sat on the horn, and said if we do this next pitch like we gotta go to the top and yeah. how's everybody feeling and none of us felt great <laughs> no so. i mean <clears throat> that's a great point it was and when casey said that i mean i was 
100%. No, let's do it. Um, what was interesting is after the next pitch, I had some serious doubts. Even with just one pitch left after that, I didn't think we were going to do it. Yeah, yeah. And that's a good conversation to have right here at this point. I think you guys are look. Hopefully, you're looking at this picture right here. Here's the horn um, that sticks out, and we were all three on this. And like Casey said, you traverse across. If you traverse across, yep. Oh. Oh yeah, no, that's a great. All right, yeah, we'll talk about that comment here in a second. Um, coming across this traverse, this looks short. It looks like you're two seconds away, but it's because this rock's blocking it. But once you come across, you're pretty much committed to go to the top because to get off the top, you, you come down a different area. Um, this picture is deceiving because I am kind of smiling. <laughs> and that And those two fingers turned into one finger at one point. <laughs> so... But this is just a cool little example of the picture. Casey took this picture before he got started of this horn. You're looking out, and if you could see to the left, this drops down, you know, 400 feet, 300, 400 feet. Um, but, yeah, you have that conversation. You say, are you guys ready to do this? We're going to commit. And we were all, yeah. I mean, we were maybe hesitant in our minds, but I'd say we all said, yeah, let's do it. Um, and, yeah, so... Any questions so far? I had uh, someone say, someone commented uh, that they were biting their nails and they could use a Snickers too. So <laughs> there you go. Here's a holiday Snickers for you. Um, and uh, another comment, walkie-talkies. I've actually used walkie-talkies before on climbs yeah. to communicate because sometimes, especially if it's windy, going for that Snickers, if it's windy outside or your partner is far away, a walkie-talkie is a great thing to have. They're just, they're, it's a, more weight. We've used carry. whistles for yeah. um, canyons where there's running water and the water is um, too loud to hear each other. So like That's one, right. one whistle for everything's okay, two for everything's not okay. Yeah, three for everything's not okay. Right. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you guys don't know, that. if you do anything in sets of three out in the wilderness, if you're in trouble, whether it's whistling in sets of three, yelling in sets of three, putting three big logs in sets of three, people who know, people in the know, know that sets of three means... Um, SOS. Danger. SOS, yeah. Danger, <laughs> help, SOS, yeah. Good. People who know, know that it means... Obviously. Um, yeah. Oh, crap. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I was trying to think of the right word because I was like going to say caution, but it's not like you put those three things up to be like, there's a bear <laughs> over awesome. here or something like that. All right. Yeah. Uh, so traverse. Yeah. Did you guys uh, well, I asked for questions. Um, oh, <laughs> yes, that's scary. Um, you're used to it, mother. <laughs> scaring. Yeah, scaring your mother. Um, we're all safe, which is which is a good thing, but... You know, and, and honestly, all things considered, we were fine out there. I mean, <laughs> there could have been comfort that would be superiorly lacking if we had to sleep at the top or sleep on the side. But safety-wise, yeah, we are all good. I think one thing that's really important about sitting on that horn is that up until that point, it felt like we were really ahead of schedule. Yeah. And we were crushing the day. Yeah. And then we got to the horn, and it was like a time warp happened. 
Like mm-hmm. each of us went into that chimney and we came out and it was 3.45 p.m. or 3.30 p.m. I mean, it was like, oh my God, the sun's going to set. It so was. It was a, that's a great description. It was like a time warp. Yeah. As soon as it was, as soon as Nick started leading, uh, <laughs> it took forever. It took all of us a long time to get up that pitch. That was just mm-hmm. a, a long pitch. What's up, Chloe? What are you doing? Do you oh. have any questions? The tra- oh, there's oh. Chloe. I can talk about the traverse pitch. It was, it yeah. was actually yeah. pretty straightforward. Um, it gets hyped up online when people talk about it because there's not a lot of places to protect yourself. And that's not good for everyone, not just the leader, because yeah. normally protection only matters for who's going to go first. But because we're going sideways, as the next person comes across and unclips each of the pieces, they have just as big of a fall that they're going to have to take as the first person. You're scaring my mother again. It gets better. It gets better. <laughs> so it gets really hyped up online. It's supposed to be really scary. You have like 20 feet before you get to clip this first piece of gear, which is a very old bolt from the 1950s which i could spin in circles with my finger which is never a good sign um (laughs) but it actually turned out to be pretty easy and straightforward to get to the bolt to get to the bolt was uh really nice clip the bolt and then you have to make a really weird move where you step across nothing basically you just see below you for a long way and you have to reach way way out with your foot and stem into another chimney apparently chimneys were the hard part of this climb yeah and um, like when he says a long way down it's like two to three hundred feet yeah. of just exposure right below you it's a long way but i was so nervous in my mind about the first 20 feet that after i did those and clipped the bolt i was just like on a runner's high of like woo i'm safe i'm just gonna go to the top so i got to the top quickly clipped in i think i screamed and hollered and was super oh, happy yeah. that was like my high point of the day was i could see the top i knew we were getting close but Nick and Carrie still had to get across and join me at mm-hmm. this new ledge where I was. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. I don't know if it was when you got to the end of that pitch or another point, but you were like, I have my stoke back. <laughs> that was the right thing. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I was honestly sitting on that ledge looking back at you guys, which was the picture that you saw of them mm-hmm. on the horn. Um, I actually was like fighting being emotional because I was just like the whole day. I mean, we were what, like probably 15 hours in at that oh, point, yeah. something like that. And it was, I knew we'd done it. And I was just like, the pride that I had in our teamwork of like getting to that point and knowing that we couldn't go down Aww. was just like, oh, we did it. Like, I, I was already there in my mind. We were, we did it. Yeah. You were there. What happened next? Yeah. Why don't you talk about your traverse? Oh, my traverse was awful. So, yeah, the traverse itself um, was fine. So, Casey and Nick had me on double belay. Um, which was awesome, <laughs> which means that Casey was belaying me from the front and Nick was belaying me from the back. So I had a rope on either end of me. So if I fell on that traverse that Casey was talking about, I wasn't going to have that big swing. I was going to fall like a couple feet, you know, less than five feet. Um, and the traverse, like Casey said, was like the chill part. It was like a pretty substantial ledge. Um, the exposure was super scary, but that ledge is something that all of us have walked like a couple dozen times in other situations. Um, <laughs> so the traverse was cool, getting to the end, um, and then that step across that Casey talked about that we couldn't see from being on the horn belay. Uh, we had no idea how wide that step across actually was. Um, and I'm not even 5'2", so it was a, kind of a different situation for me than it was for them. Um, yeah, and I was standing at the edge of that ledge, 
um, just staring at that open space, knowing in the back of my mind that like nothing that bad was going to happen to me. But it's still a scary thing to just throw your leg out and hope that it catches on another ledge. Well, especially when your leg is as short as Very yours Very short. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only five one and three quarters. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I looked back at Nick and I was like, I can't do this. I'm too short. And I know you guys were both still super pumped. You're like, you got it. You can do it. And I was just staring at it like, I know for a fact I can't. It's, it was so wide. <laughs> um, but uh, the, the way it goes when you're following, the gear was all inside the chimney. So I was at the spot that Casey talked about where you have a decision. Or did you mention that? You can either go inside a chimney or go up the face of, um, of the rock. I thought, thought the face looked a lot better, but all the gear was inside the chimney. So that's the way I had to follow. Um, so eventually I was like, well, I guess we just have to try and see how it goes. And honestly, in the back of my head, I assumed that once I threw my leg out, it would catch because I get scared like anyone does a decent amount, but it always ends up being fine. I always do the move that I need to do and very rarely fall. So I assumed that like once I threw my leg out, it would catch, everything would be good. And that's not what happened. Um, so yeah, I threw my right leg out and I don't even know if it touched the ledge it needed to. <laughs> Swing and a miss. Yeah, yeah. And maybe it touched, I feel like I blacked out. I don't know. So I fell <laughs> into like hundreds of feet of exposure. You didn't fall I was, hundreds of no, feet. No, no, I fell like five feet. But you're probably stuck in between both walls because we had you on two blades. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And like I, you probably know better than I do what I actually did because I honestly think I blacked out. Um, but yeah, they had me on two ropes so I didn't really fall, but I was so startled and scared that I think my initial reaction was like, I need to be holding on to something um, with either my feet or my hands and like none of my limbs <laughs> were on anything. So I grabbed um, the rope that was that Nick was belaying me on. As I said, don't grab, I was trying to get it out of my mouth. I was like, don't grab my rope. And I grabbed the rope. I didn't hear you say yeah. that. Oh no, because I didn't, I didn't know I didn't get it out in time. Um, it was just a, and I know, I know you're not supposed to do that, but I needed to hold on to something. And I was like, honestly, in the middle of this chimney. So I grabbed onto the rope and like the weight of my body and just like the motion swung me into the wall and I like slammed my hand um, against, between the rope and the wall. So my knuckles were all bleeding. This one's still pretty bad. I have like a chunk out of my pinky finger. So still have a bandaid on this one. <laughs> um, so I somehow like maneuver my way into the chimney, but then my whole hand was bleeding and I started to cry. <laughs> well, you, that way you had blood, sweat, and Barely any tears. sweat, it was freezing, but yeah, yeah I sure. guess. I guess I had all three. Um, yeah, so I was in the, in the chimney crying. <laughs> crying, like, quietly, though. I didn't want you guys to know, and Nick was like, are you okay? Just tell me that you're physically okay, and I didn't want to say anything, because I didn't want them to know. Oh, we can hear you. Yeah, no, we can hear you crying. You recovered really quickly. It was like, yeah. I just sat there quietly, like, oh my god. She's hurt. She's <laughs> crying. But then you just climbed up to the top and you're like, that wasn't so bad. <laughs> I don't the know that I said that. <laughs> so we, we've got a question I want to get to, but oh, um, 
But we gotta get to the top first, and then we'll just start taking questions. So, we did that pitch. I think the last pitch, what was great is Casey said, Casey was on it at that point. Like you said, my stoke was up. And when I got across, I could like almost see him like he'd take like a triple shot of espresso. And he's like, you want to lead this? Or, or I'm like, no, go. You're like on rocket fuel right now. And he's like, I'm just going to plug gear and we're just going to go up. And like you can pull on whatever you want. We're just getting to the top because it was 507, I think, at this point or something like that. Or like, no, I think that was when you started. So it was a little before five. Sunset was coming. Uh, we at that point knew that we were going to be repelling in the dark. I think. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, we knew that. And so Casey just turned into like a robot machine and was like boom, 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 boom for this last pitch, which in itself would be a great kind of classic pitch. No, it was awful. Just oh, like the last two pitches. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pull on gear. You're going to pull on gear. It's going to be We're great. We're all going to pull on gear. <laughs> Our mission was just to Halfway get to the top Halfway up the point. climb though, Casey was like, I guess this is a good time to learn how to aid climb. Yeah, to start aid climbing. <laughs> to start yeah. aid climbing. Yeah. Yeah, so he powered up it, and we are like, all right, Carrie, follow him, pull on any gear, let's just get to the top, we ain't, we don't have much time. How long did it take you to get up that, that last pitch? Like 18, 18 minutes. minutes. Yeah, 18 minutes to get up that last pitch, and then I followed, and I felt like I just sprinted a 5K. I was so out of breath. I was like, oh, just go, go, go. And then, and then all of a sudden, and, and the whole time, Casey is on the top being like, woo, like, like, he's up there. He's up there. And it's not actually the top. No. Not yet. But the top of the technical climbing. So we got top of the top of the technical climbing. Um, we had a decision to make to either, there's like a summit block. And there's no more ropes needed, but there's this big old block. It was a lot bigger than I thought it was going to be. Me too, yeah. Huge too. summit block of Toro Weep, which is one of the layers, to get to the actual summit. And so we're, we're starting off. Uh, heading over to the summit block and Casey's like, you guys go ahead, I'm going to set up the repel. We're like, no, you're not. You're coming up to the top with us. You're coming up to the top with us. Well, as soon as we get done with the climb, I, I, I'm not, I mean, I don't really care that much about the summit. Get out of here. I didn't think I did. I'm glad I went. Yeah. But I, I wanted to get our repels set up so we weren't doing it in the dark and we could at least find them. Yeah. So I said, you guys, you know, you're here for the summit. Go up there and sign the register. Do your thing. I'll find the repels. And they wouldn't let me. Mm -hmm. But we decided that we'd work as a group and find the repels mm -hmm. before we went. To the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was important. So we did that. That probably took some time. And then we went and found our way up to the summit, which was as long as any of the pitches that we did. So another whole hundred plus feet to the top of the summit. It, and it took us an hour to go to the summit, take one photo each, sign the register as quickly as we could, high-five each other, and then get back to the repels. Dang, that took an hour. So from 5.30 to 6.30 was how long it took us to go to the summit and back. Man, yeah. But we did it. We did Woo, it. we got to the summit. Oh, na 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 na. Oh, hey, high-five, high-five, high-fives. Yeah. Um, yeah, we got to the summit, signed the register, you signed the register, uh, and we booked it back and started the repels. So we have a question. Um, any animals? I love that. Any animals? Well, Casey I know heard of an animal. um some animals when he was sleeping. I'm pretty positive that Casey and I heard an animal <laughs> or a chupacabra. Um, Probably. I think you're right. Chupacabra. <laughs> at the top of one of the repels. So at the summit. Yeah, and other or, than I mean, that, just mice 
So yeah, so I, I was repelling. Here's an animal story, just real fast. Um, when I was repelling down on the second repel, and I was searching for, and we could talk about this. We're uh, we're an hour in, searching for the other repel. I'm sitting here, and all of a sudden, this mouse comes out of the crack and is looking right at me. And I'm on the I'm on the rope, and he's like coming down this little like ledge crack thing, and cute little dude. Or Dudette, I don't know. And so I saw that guy, and then he took off, and then I saw another one when I came back around. So I saw a couple of mice up on the top of Zoraster. That's it's just kind of weird to me that there's animals. I'm not up surprised. There. there are mice everywhere in the Grand Canyon. There are rascals. Um, we do have another question that came in via text, oh. um, and it is, why would anyone do this? <laughs> Perfect. Stay tuned. I've been thinking about this for a long time. I still don't know. Oh, stay tuned for that answer? Yeah, yeah. Okay, because my answer is just, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So, all right. Um, any other animals? I don't think. There were no snakes, snakes on this one. Yeah. It was too cold for snakes. There were squirrels at Phantom Ranch that were trying to attack us. That's true. On the, on the way home. Yeah, and one of them had like a couple sores on its head. Like it was like a zombie squirrel. That one was... Ooh. Oh, and we saw the three or four deer the next morning in mm. camp, which is probably what you heard the first yeah. night. I think it's I, sometimes I'm really amazed at the animals you see in some of these spots. As humans, we find them so inhospitable. There's no water, it's hot, it's rugged. And then you see three deer walk by. And, and my mind is instantly what the heck are you doing here there's no water like how do those deer find water they just know they're animals they know so and then mice up on a cliff face that's 600 feet tall that's their entire life i don't know that just bugs me out i know we've got listeners right now who are very big into animals and like love animal everyone loves animals but it's just it's crazy when you think about the ruggedness of the terrain in the area, and then all of a sudden, some some bighorn sheep or some deer walk by, and you're like, "You guys don't have backpacks full of food and water. <laughs> you guys are awesome." Yeah. So True. yeah, I, we didn't see any any condors or birds or anything. I saw some remnants of, of some saw some some scat, <laughs> but yeah, cool. Um, we reached the top. Should we just answer some questions? Uh, I think that's all we got. Just why would anyone do this? Okay. Do you, you want to say that one? Now? <laughs> we can, that's we can our talk only about question. it now. Our only we'll question is why first. would anyone do this? Yeah. yeah. Yes. That's such a good question. Yeah. It is. Well, okay. Let's just talk about the repels. Okay. So we're up there. Mom, keep listening. I'll answer your question in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> we are there. We know it's going to be dark. We've located the first repel station. We've got our phones a couple of phones that have the information of how to repel down. And so we do our celebration. We get to the summit. Woohoo! Uh, we don't have a summit beer on this one because we were just like, we, got, we need to get down. It's been 16, 17 hours at that point, something like that. We're ready to get down. And, but we're repelling in the dark. And if anyone's ever done that before <laughs> out there listening, it's different. And... I personally liked it a lot. <laughs> I know 
I know you guys did not. I don't like rappelling in general that much. It's just scary. Like when you're rock climbing, um, you can kind of rely on your own skill and strength um, to choose the right holds, to hold yourself up on the wall. Rappelling, it's like once you like, to, and I know like you check your, check your gear, you test it. Really, nothing's gonna go wrong, but it's like a. Um, what do they call it? The when you know when you're a kid and you do that thing the where like your falls. yeah the trust yeah. fall where like your friends would put their arms out and you would just fall backwards. It's like a trust fall on your own ability to set up the gear, and it's terrifying because if you do mess something up, I mean, you're gonna die. <laughs> it's like 200 feet. Um, but yeah, the first rappel was probably like the only semi fun one, um, but. Nick went down first, and when I was going down, it turned into a free-hanging rappel, so your feet aren't on the wall at all. You're just lowering yourself, dangling, and you're kind of spinning. And I was like, this sucks, this <laughs> awful. And I remember you were like, it's awesome. Look around you. This is so fun. <laughs> well, I think it's trying to get morale up, yeah. <laughs> also, we started rappelling at 6.30, and we had two ropes, where a lot of people only bring one rope on this climb. And because we had two, we thought we could reduce the amount of repels that we had to do to get to the ground. It's usually five repels, um, but we thought we could do it in three or four because we had two ropes instead of one rope. So Nick was able to repel down first, skip the first place where we would have stopped and go to the second, which saved us a ton of time. Um, so we wrapped down to where he was, repelled down to where Nick was, and everyone was in really high spirits because mm -hmm. we got down really quickly. You were singing, you were just <laughs> da, 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 super happy. I was, and yeah, so Nick takes happy. off over the edge to go down <laughs> to the next one, just singing and yelling. And we're gonna get down to our bed so quickly. It's gonna be like, <laughs> and then it was a long time. Like an hour. And we didn't hear from Nick, and and we Carrie and I. Because it started taking a long time, we could see his headlamp searching down there, and we knew he was dangling from the rope, looking for the next place to clip himself in and bring us down to him, which is a scary job. And first of all, I'm very grateful that you went first and dealt with finding all those in the dark. Um, but the thing that Carrie and I realized during that 40 minutes of trying to figure out what was taking Nick a long time, we reread everything online, and realized that we were off course. Mm -hmm. um, we were not on the right line to get down off the mountain. Mm -hmm. um, and, so and we were freezing. I think that was the worst part. Yeah. Like Nick wasn't cold the whole day, but Casey and I were like shaking, <laughs> we were like physically shaking. And I remember there were points where both of us like, Casey turned his headlamp off and I had mine like super dim and we were just sitting <laughs> like this yeah. on the top of the ledge, like not really talking. <laughs> that was my low point. I never was scared of safety. So Mary, if you're listening, I knew Nick was going to be safe and survive, but I wasn't sure if we were going to have to sleep on the side of the wall. Yeah. Because yeah. um, we just realized that we weren't on the right way down. Um, but you were able to find old stuff. Like we were not on the new way down. The correct way down has brand new bolts for every rappel. And every time we'd get to these after that, they were like super old, weird bolts. <laughs> It was obvious that we were going down the wrong side of the mountain, but Nick figured it out. Yeah, fine. It took me a long, long time, and I didn't know what was going, what was going to happen. Thank goodness I have my Petzl now, which is a super bright headlamp because if I couldn't pinpoint that spot, and it's yeah, yeah, it was different. I was down there a long time looking. Again, like Casey said, it wasn't like a survival thing. 
we there are decisions that we could have made, whether it be plugging gear and creating a gear anchor to go down lower or bivvying on the side of the ledge. But yeah, it was almost like it, it's always the last thing you do because it's the last thing you do. But the last thing I did was I went down a little further to look at this ledge to see if the anchors were on the other side. I didn't see them. I started scanning looking up and I saw them dangling off to the right. I was looking to the left because everything I read said to the left. But then saw them, hit those, repelled another time. I had to make another decision at that point whether to keep going and hope the ropes hit the ground. I was like, nope, I'm not doing that. So we took another repel, set up, and did another repel to the ground. Yep. I think all the, in all, it was three hours. Four. Four. 6.30 to 10.30. Right. Four, right. four hours four of repelling. Hours. Yeah. Which... It normally, <laughs> I would guess, take an hour. yeah, I would guess about an hour, hour and a half, and we repelled for four hours, yeah. so that was the big But we were staying safe. Yeah, mm -hmm. totally. Yeah. And I'm slow at repelling. Yeah. I'm scared. Mm -hmm. And, like, I have to, like, you're good. like, oh, you're so light, like, you have to, like, muscle it into yeah. it to get down. <laughs> but how happy were you guys to put your feet on the ground? Yep, <laughs> yep. Feet on the ground was great, but then your mind started going, oh, we've got a long ways to go down. Yeah. And so, I don't know, that's almost like a whole nother discussion. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to sum up, though, at least for me, like, we've we've done most of that descent in the dark. And, yeah, once my feet were on the ground, um, it wasn't, for me, a safety thing anymore. It was just like, all right, I've accepted that we're not really going to sleep. Um, I've accepted that I'm freezing to death. Like, at this point, it's just a, a long, really, really long night. Yep. Um, but we also, I think that was almost a good thing that like we knew we weren't going to get back to camp until like the wee hours of the morning. So we're like, what difference does it make at this point if it's yeah. 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. or what it ended up being 4 a.m. Um, as long as we were being safe. Um, so I think we took a little bit longer on a few sections than we otherwise would have, but there's no reason to rush. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the whole down to back to camp took us to 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, 4 a.m., we got to camp, we... Snacked it up. We snacked it up, <laughs> and we uh, drank, well, we drank part of a beer on the way down. We did. Yeah, we and then we opened wine. Red wine, really weird choice. Yeah, red wine Strange at 420, no, 4.30 in the morning. It didn't really go down. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and then we had to hike out, which was a whole nother big ol' exhausting day, but... Yeah, that's about it. So, I don't know let's if it, answer. Let's try to answer my or someone's yes <laughs> a viewer's question about why would anyone do this. Go for it. Do you guys? You see, neither one of you have an answer. Well, for why to do yeah. it? Yeah, I think I'm super inexperienced. Like I've only this is my second time doing really, well, third time doing anything in the Grand Canyon, so I'm still trying to figure that out. And like, I guess, how many of these types of adventures have you done? This is my 20th summit in the Grand Canyon. Yeah. Maybe See, my last one. Not, not many like this one. No, this is the only one like this one. <laughs> but you're closer, you're closer to forming an answer in your mind as to why you do this. Yeah. yeah. Like 20 versus 2. Yeah. I'll, I'll say first. Yeah, because you go yeah, first. So the reason I do this is I, I, I think my, my personality, I'm going to get really deep right here. Um, my personality tends to start to, to need some, some, some swatting back. 
and the Grand Canyon is great at doing that. The Grand Canyon, I go in thinking I'm the shit, and I, and I come back remembering that I'm not. Um, and I just, I love the challenge. I think if someone says, you know, I've done this, I'm like, well, I want to do that. And especially if it has to do with, with, I don't know, Grand Canyon just has a special place. It's about love. For me, it's about love. A love of Grand Canyon, love of this place that is infinitely beyond what you see from a viewpoint on the South Rim. You look and you're like, that's a giant hole in the ground. Cool. Even if you go down to the river and back up, that's an amazing experience. But to hit these little side intricacies, all of a sudden the next time you go to Grand Canyon and you look off that rim, it's changed. As, as Craig Child said, I want the, he said, I want you to have an imprint of this place in your brain. The, the shape of it, the, the movement of it, the intricacies, the side canyons, I want that imprinted in your brain. And I'm starting to get that. And I think that's what I love about it. It's something that people take as a big canyon, but it's not Grand Canyon, it's Grand Canyons. There mm -hmm. are so many side adventures, tributaries, things there's more water coming off the walls of that place than I've ever seen in my life. And just, yeah, I think, so just the love of, a, of getting to know a place that's a challenge to get to know. I think a lot of us do that. Mm -hmm. A lot of us don't go, I mean, it's easy to get to know one thing, but we like to delve into it. We like to get detailed. We like to find the intricacies, the tiny little parts of it. So that's my squatter's 9% IPA explanation of why I love this kind of stuff. <laughs> cool. Twenty is a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I think our, our reasons are really similar, actually, to the school. No, it, you took the words right out of my mouth. No. <laughs> um, but to quote yeah. another Grand Canyon adventure, mm -hmm. Harvey, how do you pronounce the last name? Bouchard? Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, said that I have two reasons for wanting to do something. One is that no one has done it, and one is that someone has done it. So I, I <laughs> nice. yeah, feel the same way about some of these summits. But I think my reason for doing summits specifically has definitely changed. Like when I started doing them, I think it was a really um, like egotistical thing. Like hell yeah, I got to the top of this summit. Like I'm so cool. I'm standing on top of this thing and signing a register, um, and you know, like counting them off. Like I've done five, I've done ten, and now I've done twenty. Um, but the more I got into it and started doing some of these more challenging ones, um, it's like what, what Nick said, it's, it's about the Grand Canyon, about Grand Canyon, without the, the, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, getting to know a place that's so, um, complex and, um, and realizing that it's not about you at all. And it's never about you when you're out in nature. Um, the Grand Canyon was there first and it's just a super imposing, place that like just demands the respect of everyone that enters it and that's just shown over and over when you um, put yourself on these summits or like going up the red wall break and realizing like this isn't about us getting to the top like you know we're, we're just like a tiny 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 piece of this giant place and we're lucky to be able to see some of these places that, that most people will never ever be able to see um, 
just, yeah, just kind of like getting in the thick of it more and learning more about it. But yeah. And hard stuff is fun, more rewarding. It definitely imprints it on your mind a lot more. Yeah. The hard stuff does. Yeah. Casey, what do you see as your thoughts on moving forward um, after this adventure? Because um, you said right off the bat, <laughs> you were like, I feel like with the podcast, I'm going to say, and that was my first and last time going with you guys. We're, we were hiking out of the canyon the next day. We didn't, we're not even talking about the hike out. It's, it was hard. And the whole way out, they're talking about all their next adventures. Oh, we should do this one, and we should do this one. Do you want to come with us and do this one? And all I said was, I think my memory is too good to forget <laughs> how hard this was. And don't be mad at me if I say no. Um, but as soon as I got out and got to the car, all of a sudden I want to do more. So I think I'd love to do Hayden would be the next for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was really cool. I forgot. I don't go to the, I don't go to Grand Canyon that often. And it made me realize that uh, it's a whole different place than the normal places that I spend my time. Yeah. There's a whole lot of stuff going on up there. Yeah. Cool. Um, right on. Anything else? Any other questions on there? Question checker? What's next for you guys? No. Candy Rats. All right. Is it Candy Rats? Yeah. Oh, so... I want to do Buddha. I want to do Diva. Um... <laughs> I know when we were all in there, both all three of us said like I think we're good. For me, I was like twenty is a really nice round number. I think I might just be done at the summit. But yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So canyon brats. I think we we put it out there. It could be mountain monkeys or canyon brats. Canyon brats like instantly got a couple of people, um, I guess mm -hmm. quote unquote voting mm -hmm. for it. And so yeah, we are the canyon brats as you saw. We have the the logo and and all that. So, yeah, Canyon Brats is it. Um, yeah, this is episode number two, talking about Zoraster. It was a crazy, crazy time. If you guys could, if you have any questions on logistics of not only this summit, but other ones, please let us know. Please ask us. Follow us on Instagram. I feel like I'm leading us out right now. <laughs> um I haven't eaten dinner. Go on to YouTube. Yep, Carrie's got to eat dinner. If you're watching this on YouTube, either live or after we've gone live, hit the subscribe button so that you can get more of our, our videos that we're going to do live streams of. Go on to iTunes. Find us on iTunes. I don't know. It's, it's really the only, not really, it is the only Grand Canyon Adventure podcast out there. I've looked. We're in. Nice. Yeah. So we're going to talk about these crazy adventures. We've got plenty to talk about. Casey's going to join us on some more. <laughs> um, so subscribe to that. Listen to us. Give us suggestions. We want you guys to be as much a part of this as anything. So if you've got stories of going down to Ribbon Falls or Horseshoe Mesa or any of your Grand Canyon experiences, we want to hear about it and we want to talk about it and I can do that. I have the abilities. I can Skype you in. We can talk about it. You, right there, listening, right now. You have a Grand Canyon adventure. That means you are a Grand Canyon brat. You are a Canyon brat. So, yeah, let us know. We'll do it. Thanks for having me on, guys. Oh, thank you. Oh, I don't have any more beer. I'm going to steal one of them. They're all empty. They're all, all right. All right. 
Well, thank you, Casey, for being our secret weapon. Woo! Thank Cheers you for joining us. Thanks for mm. watching. <laughs> Cheers, my empty glass. Yeah. A couple little things. Subscribe to our channel. Uh, go on to Venmo for episode three. We'll give you a shout-out. Just throw a dollar our way towards these Summit beers, and we will... Uh, We'll throw you a shout out. Uh, it's just a way, again, to either buy beers or honestly to pay for the server space on our podcast. <laughs> so do that. Become a Canyon Brat. Look forward to other uh, crazy adventures. And yeah, that's about it. And I don't have an outro. What should oh, our really? outro be? Beatbox. Yeah. Fresh. Great. Canyon. All right, thank you guys, uh, and uh, yeah, and we're out. And have a glorious, glorious rest of your right day. There. I have an outro it's right here. Perfect. That's right, and we're throwing it out there. I'm very slow at this, but we're doing it. And see you guys. Uh, see you guys soon. Oh. Uh. Yeah. Uh. <laughs>